0: You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Jay Young, Bob Usler, and Joe DeSantis. An all access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball.
1: We welcome you once again to Open Court with Jay Young, your information source for Fairfield University basketball. Time to hear from the second-year head coach of the Stags, Jay Young, and I'm Bob Huesler, joined as always by my broadcast partner, the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis, and we are also pleased to be joined for the first time this season by one of the Stags, the senior guard out of Lawn, New Jersey, Taj Benning, will be with us today. As the Stags come off their first win of the new year, the 72-56 victory over Ryder, it ended a four-game losing streak, and now Fairfield Prepares for a pair of MAC road games this coming weekend in Jersey City against St. Peter's. Let's start off by uh, welcoming Taj Benning to the podcast. Taj, uh, first of all, thanks for being with us. It's our first—we've uh, done these with you in person, so it's nice to be with you uh, <laughs> virtually here. And uh, let's start with the Saturday win over Rider. You know, we talk to coach every week about wins and losses, and get his perspective from a coaching standpoint. What was the biggest difference from the player's standpoint in managing to finally uh, uh, get a win and, and end that losing streak? I know there was a sense of urgency. How did that manifest itself as far as you and the players were concerned?
2: Um, we, we knew we had to lock in a bit more defensively. And on offense, we moved the ball a lot more. Um, Got a lot of offensive rebounds, sprayed out for threes. And um, I think in all, our focus was just a lot better. Yeah, and it,
1: it happened in a 24-hour period. And this is the second time we've seen that occur with Fairfield. You did it against Iona, where you had a loss against Iona and then came back with a decisive victory. I, you know, what accounts for that kind of a
2: dramatic difference in such a short period of time? Um, I think the, the next morning we watched the film – We look at the mistakes that we did and we just try to see the things that we did well from the day before and um, continue that stuff and then correct the mistakes and um, just play like we deserve to win.
1: You know, Taj, when teams uh, go
2: on losing streaks, there can be a tendency for guys to,
1: you know, look out for themselves instead of for each other. And I'm not saying that is, was the case here with Fairfield, but whenever players, leaders specifically, sense that they, they feel the need to uh, step up and step in and then become vocal and make sure guys uh, stay engaged and focused. Is that something that you saw the need to do? Have you been maybe a little bit more vocal uh, during this early part of the season?
2: Um, I've tried to with some of the guys, but I think we just have a really good group. And um, I think uh, nobody on our team really uh, looks out for self. we do a really good job of staying together no matter what the outcome is. So um, I think it's just the group of people that we have on our team.
1: Well, how about you as a leader? We know that uh, you've told us in the past, you're not naturally the most vocal guy. It's not that you're quiet, but you're not naturally that rah-rah kind of guy, but you're a senior and uh, you're pretty much the lead player on this team right now. Do you see uh, more of a, more of a need for you to become a
2: leader as a result of those circumstances? Uh, yeah, basically just because I'm uh, just a little bit more experienced. I've been in the league for, this is my fourth year now. And um, yeah, just as a senior, I've seen it, we've been through it. And uh, yeah, I try to step up as much as I can vocally. Now, your coach
1: has told us repeatedly about the things he showed the team on film especially on the defensive end, and you referred to it just a few moments ago, uh, that have needed to be corrected. And it hasn't always translated to game moments. So what gives you confidence right now that maybe these lessons and these teaching moments, and I can't tell you how many times Coach Young has told us about the film, the film, the film. We've showed them this, we've showed them that. It hasn't always clicked, but it certainly clicked in that win over Rider. What gives you confidence that, now, maybe these things are all finally, these lessons are starting to take hold.
2: Um, mainly because, like, you have to be through the wars to know how to win them. And uh, we see that, like, what works from what doesn't work. And we saw that the things that we corrected resulted in a win. So um, we have a lot of young guys on the team and dudes that just aren't as experienced. And when we see that, oh, these results, these do work, um, that can hopefully have us rolling and we can – um keep um, keep this thing going. Yeah, nothing like success to uh, breed
1: more success, Taj. And uh, we're going to get back to you in a few moments and talk more about your development as a stag as you play here in your senior season and some some things uh, related to you and your game. But want to bring in uh, Coach Young here and uh, ask the coach of the stags about that terrific response on uh, Saturday. Jay, after uh, the tough start you know, against Ryder on New Year's Day, did you see that coming? Uh, I'm sure again on Friday night going into Saturday, it was another one of those late, uh, late night, early morning film sessions. And you gather with your other coaches. Did you sense that there would be the kind of response that you got against Ryder in game two?
3: I was confident we would bounce back um, and play harder and and our execution would be better. Um you know, it, it just goes back to the theme that, that we've been showing the guys and, and uh, after the loss on Friday night, we, we just felt again, and this has been the feeling that it was a lot of what we did was Fairfield beating Fairfield. And we, we have to stop doing that. So we would get back in the film room and you know continue to show the guys these are mistakes that were self-inflicted, uh, whether it was a defensive assignment. You know, we gave up four points uh, on, on missed, you know, we doubled the post and we we missed rotations. We gave up four points on, on, uh, our X's, which are our switches that we had gone over and rehearsed. So those are things that were, you know, certainly bothering me and, and, uh, our ability to execute game plans. So we just kind of continue the same theme. And, uh, I think Taj will tell you this, whether we win or lose, we evaluate in the same way we get in the film room and we try and get better. And, uh, you know, uh, I've got a good group of guys. They they they've been practicing hard, so I thought our effort would be better. And I was just to me again a matter of execution and and uh, and game planning.
1: Well, the defense was certainly where you wanted to be. You hold a team to fifty six points uh, more often than not, you're going to win, and that's always uh, been your staple, the thing you hang your hat on. But the offense really clicked on Saturday in that win against Ryder. What were the ingredients for the offense being as efficient as it was?
3: Yeah, the ingredients were our, was our defense. And, um, you know, when we get teams to miss and we can get out and get some easier baskets, uh, you know, we, we can be a good team, but it's, it's always about our defense and getting people to miss. You know, I said to the guys that the, the, um, our offense is like a hungry dog, and our defense is, is, is we have to feed the dog, and that's where we feed them. Uh, we feed them off our defense, and, and if, when, we, when we defend, when we rebound, we put ourselves in position every single night to win. Uh, I don't care who we're playing, and we were able to do that versus Ryder.
1: Statistically, Coach, the thing that really had to stand out um, was the assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, that, 15 to 6, that's by far – uh, the best you've shown this year. And also the fact that you had nine players played and each one of those players who played uh, got in the book, which speaks to, again, um, ball distribution, unselfishness. Again, um, is that what was the cause and effect there? You talk about feeding the hungry dog, the offense, off of the defense. Beyond that a little bit, what, um, what did you see that accounts for those impressive numbers and that win against
3: Ryder? Just a, a great job of sharing the game, making the extra pass, um, and, and some unselfishness. You know, uh, Caleb had five assists, no turnovers, and I gave a big, you know, shout out to Jesus uh, after the game for his whole weekend. He had eight assists, one turnover, and uh, I even heard Joe because I watch our because now I'm watching your guys' broadcast after Uh-oh. the game. Yeah, <laughs> I heard him say this, and it's the truth that, that for a year and a half, or however long I've been coaching Zeus, whatever it is now. I've told him this, that he can he can be one of the leading assist guys in the league because of the attention he draws on his drives. And when he starts to kick to the perimeter, starts to share the ball, uh, we're going to be a much better basketball team. And he started doing that, and you can see the results, you know, with, with only the one turnover and eight assists because he does draw so much attention. And then, you know, sooner or later, they're going to have to stick – closer to our shooters. And then he's going to get more scoring opportunities for himself when he does get in there with one-on-one coverage.
0: Jay, is this what you envisioned with uh, Wojcik and Kressler, the way they played five for eight from three, extending the defense? And even Jake surprised me a little bit, only because I don't know him that well. I'm not doubting his ability by taking the ball to the basket and making some plays. Is that what you envisioned with those two guys?
3: Yeah. I mean, i, I you know, we, we saw that we know that they can shoot the basketball, obviously, and that they've got the ability to stretch defenses you know, it's taken us when they became eligible, I wasn't expecting them to jump in the Niagara game. And I knew it was going to take some time, uh, even though they've been practicing with us. Um, so you saw them, I think, you know, gradually starting to get better. And now we have to be more consistent and, and keep doing what we, we've done. But both those guys are, are you know, have the ability to, to stretch defenses, which improves our spacing and enables us to drive. When you've got multiple guys out there uh, who can shoot the basketball, um, then, then the driving lanes will open up for you. So I think some of that is a result from, you know, Jake is just having other guys around him too that that will make, uh, keep defenses more honest.
1: Coach, uh, staying with Jake and Zach, and I'm talking about them as a duo because they, uh, you know, they got their eligibility at the same time. And I wanted, you, I wanted you to tell us how much progress they have now made from that day up in Niagara where they made their, Fairfield debuts and where they are going into uh, St. Peter's this weekend in terms of just the overall comfort zone. Uh, do you sense that now maybe things settled in for them at, as a duo? Take them together because you want them together, clicking at the same time as they did in that win over overrider.
3: Yeah, I, I do. I'm also, you know, um, know that if you asked me that same question after Friday night's loss, I would answer it differently. So, so, yeah. I, I just, I want them all, everybody to, we, what we have to do now, Bob, is take this win and be a more consistent basketball team. We can't have the ebb and flows. Uh, we, we beat Iona in a good win. We go up and we lose two to Niagara. Uh, you know, so we, we've got to now be a consistent basketball team, take the good moments, expand those, take the bad moments, reduce those. Uh, but for Zach and for Jake, uh, I think they're getting more comfortable are uh, they getting in better shape, kind of game shape? They've played into game shape now. Uh, I was really proud of of Jake. Uh, you know, his box score was efficient. He had three rebounds. He's, you know, and, and that number needs to go up. But he had zero the night before, and I got on him about that. Played thirty, I think thirty one minutes the night before, and and didn't have a rebound. So, those are the things I like to see. And I think for the both both of them, the offense will just take care of itself. I always believe that. That. If they do good things on the defensive end, if they're engaged, if they're cutting hard and screening, then the ball just finds them in good spots. And if that happens, um, you know, they're, they're two very good offensive players.
0: Jay, we uh, might have talked about it on the last podcast, but if we did, let's just uh, build on it, if you will. Chris Mido seems to me that he's more effective now that he's trying to do less, if that makes sense. Like, he's, it looks like he's focusing on just being quick around the basket I mean he's been really good.
3: Yeah, 100%. You know, he 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 worked on his perimeter stuff uh a lot during during the, the preseason and and you know, I don't mind Chris taking a three in certain situations, but I think he he uh fell in love with that a little too uh much and uh you know, he got back to what he is. He's an active guy around the basket and a tip-in guy, uh coming from the perimeter offensive rebounds. And what Chris doesn't get enough credit for is the offensive rebounds that he sprays out and has really enabled guys like Taj and Jake to make threes. Uh, he's done a great job of getting us extra, extra possessions and then not taking a bad shot off an offensive rebound and getting it out. So he's he's gotten back to that. He's still, you know, still got to get him a little better at the post where he gets pushed around a little uh, under there, but he's done a very good job for us as of late. And again, another guy who needs to continue to build on those moments.
1: And you put him back in the starting lineup over the weekend coach and now Supreme off the bench. I know we maybe make too much about starting lineups and players coming off the bench, but what led to that particular decision? And do we see that's probably that same configuration uh, this weekend in Jersey city?
3: You know, just, just honestly, Bob, just trying to do anything to get us going and to jolt us into, and, you know, we put a lot on Supreme's hands, um, you know, with ball screen coverage and, and our bigs control our ball screen coverage and uh, kind of overwhelmed him, I think, you know, at first with all the different calls and 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 areas of the floor that he has to do stuff. So just trying to get him to Supreme to maybe think a little less, uh, not put so much on his shoulders. Uh, obviously with Chris being here already for a year, he's a little more familiar with some of the calls and coverages. So it was, it was some of that, but really just, you know, just trying to get us going, trying to find a different combination that that uh, that might work for us. And actually, it really didn't because in both games we didn't get out of the gate very. I mean, we didn't get out of the gate uh, very good against uh, right of the second game either. We fought right. back, but well, we've got to get better starts to our games. It's I, and I don't have the answer for it because if I did, I'd change it. But our starts, our first five or six minutes to these games have been poor.
1: You know, well, coach, it looked like. Um... Chef, Chef Galakalandi was shot out of a rocket on Saturday. He just looked like a a more energized player. Was that a result of uh, any talks you had with him or did he just summon something up inside and and respond or maybe it was just uh, the, the, you know, the light bulb when I don't know, but it it looked that way to us. Would you agree with uh, that, that, that assessment of what he looked like?
3: Yeah, he, he, you know, Chef. Chef. One thing I say about Chef, no matter how many minutes he plays, a lot's going to happen in those minutes when he's out there. Some of it good, some of it bad. But you know, I've I've had several talks with him, and he was in here as early as uh, I, I think after he came in on Saturday. We we talked a little more just about the way I feel he should play and who he is, and and the self awareness that he has to have. Um, you know, I actually even sent him some highlights of Dennis Rodman. I said, minus the mispractices, this is a good guy with the energy and the flying around and the athletic ability and the offensive rebound and the defensive energy. That's who I think you should be. That's the type of guy I think you should be for us. So he's buying in more to that role and and, and did a good job for us coming off the bench. And and you're right, gave us good energy and uh, has been practicing better. And um, But, yeah, we, we've continued to have those, those one-on-one conversations about – you know, really, if he wants to play more minutes, how I feel he, he could get on the floor and increase his minutes, and this is what I, I need him to do.
0: Jay, uh, for 30 minutes uh, Saturday, that game was a clinic. You guys put on a clinic on both ends, and I know you want to continue to do that. It was a total team effort. In saying that, and Bob has been an advocate, we've talked about this on the air, your bench was really active. I'm talking about the guys that didn't play much. Right. Especially uh, uh Gene Rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the leader, so I give him a ton of credit. You know, a lot of times, even in wins, you see guys moping because they're not playing. That's I mean, that guy, he was up, and he was cheerleading, and it was uh, it was just a fun night.
3: That was the first thing I said to the team when we met on, was because we bring him back Sunday for, for film, and we gave him Monday off, and uh, that was the first thing I said to the team, uh, Joe, was I gave uh, credit to AJ because, uh, you know, I didn't check him into the game, and you're 100% right. I saw the same thing. Um, And it was the first thing I mentioned to the team that this is this is how you become a good team when guys start to do this type of thing. And it's it wasn't about uh, him. It was about his teammates. So really good sign.
1: Yeah, which is a good uh, transition for us to uh, bring Taj back in um, because Taj has already told us uh, how it is about the team and how selfishness has not been a problem for this Fairfield team, despite the early season struggles. And now you have a win to build on, and Taz, uh, you're you're a big part of that. And wanted to ask you about the most uh, glaring improvement in your game, and that is your your shooting numbers are up uh, dramatically, uh, especially your three point shooting. Your free throw shooting has always been good, now it's exceptional. You're among the, the national leaders now. So what I'm leading to is what kind of work went into that? I mean, how much time? Uh, behind the scenes, have you spent uh, working on that particular part of your game?
2: Um, well, I think it started pretty much in the, um, in the uh, spring and summer, obviously during the quarantine. Like, I had a meeting with the coaches over Zoom, and they gave me some numbers of what they, what they think I should be at for the upcoming season. And I took it upon myself to, like, give myself numbers, and they were a little bit higher. Like, okay, I, I think I can do even better. I think I can do more. And um, it started there. I was in driveways and parking lots shooting with um, some, of my tra- some of my trainers and coaches back home. And then when I came here, I told myself that I was going to shoot every single day. Like, no matter what happened, I was going to get back in and shoot. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I did. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah,
1: the, uh, the term I used on the air to
2: describe uh, what you
1: do with your shot and I defer to Joe in terms of being able to actually break this stuff down technically, but what I see is, is repeated delivery, which is often the key to success in, in any endeavor. And uh, that requires numbers, you know, repeated over and over and over and over again. You have the same release, the same form. Give us an idea of the numbers. I mean, can you actually quantify it? the, the kinds of, like you hear the stories about, you know, Larry Bird putting up, you know, a thousand shots an afternoon when he was, you know, coming up as a, as a high school player. Um, what about you? I mean, what kind of numbers are we talking about in terms of just developing that, that, that aspect of your game where the same
2: delivery every time has now become a part of it for you naturally? I really couldn't tell you, like, the amount of shots I probably get up in the day. What it is is, like, um, whether it's me and Coach Casey or me and Coach Dewar we um, really do a lot of form shooting, making sure like I'm getting arc on the ball and making sure I'm getting good rotation on the ball and stuff like that. Like the little things in my shot, making sure I'm consistent with that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much it. We get up a lot of shots. I couldn't tell you how many, but we, we definitely get them up. Well, it's certainly impressive and the results
1: are easy to see. And also wanted to ask you about how much of a difference has it made in your game this year compared to last year in having Caleb Green, you know, at at the point. It took a lot of responsibility off your shoulders. Responsibility, by the way, that we've already told you you handled exceptionally well last year. But what kind of a difference does it make for you to
2: have a guy like Caleb around now? Um, Having Caleb has helped me a lot when the season ended last year and I met with coach young, he told me that he thought having Caleb next to me in the backcourt would just help me so much. And I think it has. He, um, when he drives and gets in the lane, he always has his head up and he's finding guys and he's found me for a lot of open shots. And um, he's a really good leader too. So, and he's just really basketball smart. So uh, he's helped me a lot.
0: Taj um, for me. And also maybe some of the listeners, your relationship with Leach, you guys went to the same high school, correct? And, you played one year together? How did that, how did that go?
2: Um, yeah, we played one year together. Uh, my senior year, uh, he was a sophomore and he was on varsity. So that was the one year we played together there. And um, we were always like pretty close, like our moms are friends. And uh, my dad actually coached him for one year in AAU, uh, him and Supreme, actually. But uh, yeah, we've always been pretty close. What can you tell us about? the
1: upside in his game, just based on what you know about him as a person, not just a player, but as a person, the kind of work he's going to be able to put in and, and,
2: uh, the development you foresee him having during his career as a stack. Um, I tell people this all the time. I think Jalen is super, super talented. Like I, I really think like, uh, offensively, like he, he's really good. Like he can shoot it, he can drive it, he can handle it. Um, I think he's uh, he's a little bit quiet, but he's um, slowly, like, breaking out of that the more he's, like, around us and Coach Young. And um, I think uh, he's just going to continue to develop and just be a really, really good player. You were a little quiet early on, and now you've uh,
1: developed as a leader. Who are the other guys on the team who are, who are vocal, the guys who maybe others can look to uh, in addition to yourself uh, as the leaders on this team?
2: Um, I think – Me and Caleb and Zeus, we're captains, so we're constantly talking. But a guy like Chris Mito is always talking. Um, Zach's always talking. And um, Supreme Cook is a little, he's a little quiet, but um, he's getting better. He's uh, slowly (laughs) starting to talk more.
0: Taj, what do you think about the support you get from the cutouts? No, seriously. (laughs) Talk to me about uh, this whole COVID thing, you know, with no fans, and how hard has it been for you regarding you know, no fans and, and paying attention to protocol. And, uh, and I know you go to Shake Shack every night after every game. So uh, just talk about uh, what's changed for you that way.
2: Um, yeah, obviously, we miss, uh, we miss the uh, Stag fans in the, in the stands and stuff like that. But um, not having fans with us, I mean, I don't really think it's affected us too much. Coach is always telling us to bring our own energy. And I, I kind of, I don't mind it. I like how it's just like us versus the other team. And um, yeah, it's been pretty, it's been pretty cool. I miss having my mom come to the games though, and uh, sit behind the sit right behind the bench.
0: Is she loud at the games?
2: Oh yeah, I can hear oh, her. Yeah. I really <laughs> oh yeah,
1: can hear her. yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I, you, and I say that in a positive way. Your mom was uh, very engaged as a fan. I I can remember seeing her on camera a few times and uh, she's involved, great support system. Uh, Bob, I, yeah. know,
0: I, I got one more Bob, and I'm going to put uh, everybody on the spot here. Uh, Taj and Jay, um, and forgive me, th- this is my one allowed allotted uh, tough question. Have you thought about next year, like with the mulligan you're getting this year, are you coming back or how, how does that work out guys?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll yeah, I mean, i answer it. The, the mulligan is you can, this year doesn't count against anybody. Right. So everybody can come back and maintain their eligibility. And, and, you know, I've we, we haven't talked about it at length, but Taj knows my feelings. That I'd love to have him back, and he and Jesus, I've told him this. We'll discuss it at the end of the year, however they feel. We're going to concentrate on this year, but I would love to have both those guys back.
2: Do you want to comment, Taj, or are you going to save your comment? It's exactly that. Like Coach Young told me that in the beginning of the year, and um, he knows how I feel about, uh, about being here and the people that have been here. So um, we'll talk at the end of the year. What are you studying,
1: Taj? What are your uh, academic goals and and your career goals?
2: Um, I'm a communications major. Um, I've told Coach Youngness my uh, what I'd love to do, obviously, when I'm done playing is um, I'd love to kind of do what you guys do and just talk about, um, you know, do the commentating on the game like while uh, while the game's going on. I'd love to do that.
1: We'd love to have you. Uh, I know that Joe got nervous when we had Andrew Leone fill in for him a few times last year. Uh, you know the story of uh, Wally and Lou Gehrig. Joe knows he's a big Yankees fan. And Lou Gehrig, of course, ended up with the consecutive game sh- streak uh, broken eventually by Cal Ripken. But uh, Joe was very, very worried that uh, Andrew would replace him on a permanent basis. So maybe, Taj, we can
0: work you in on a, on a permanent I, basis. Taj, always remember. If you worry about the rabbits, the elephant will get you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a
1: Joeism right there. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, Taj is uh, heading back to his home state this weekend. Um, he's going to go down to Jersey City, coach, as you get ready for St. Peter's. Um, they're coming off a tough weekend. They were up in Buffalo and just lost a pair to Canisius. So they'll be a hungry team this weekend. Beyond that, uh, what? Can you tell us about getting ready for St. Peter's? What kind of uh, challenges do they present to Stags this weekend?
3: Yeah, you know, again, they've got talented guards um, and, you know, a big kid in the middle who was uh, in the Defo, who was the sixth man of the year and the defensive player of the year, uh, who can change the game by blocking shots and he's scoring more. So, um, you know, they've got really talented guys who can, who can go for big numbers offensively but we've got to go up there and it's again it's about our defense uh you know share the ball I tell all the guys we can't pad his stats and the defo stats by going in and just you know with some with some wild stuff we've got to we've got to move him around a little bit but I just go back to if we defend we rebound uh we're going to have a a a good weekend and, and a shot to uh you know, to win. If we don't do those things, then we're going to get the same results we have been when we haven't been doing those things. It's that simple to me. So we've been really kind of uh, on them in practice. We started again today and just about the details, the energy that we, that we have, uh, you know, they got some guys who can beat you off the dribbles. So we got to be in our gaps. We got to give proper help. Uh, and we've got to be really locked into, to the scouting report. This is
1: the kind of this is a question I'm supposed to have the answer to, but I'm not really sure. Are they back in Yonah yet? They had renovated that no, place. You go. No, okay. at,
3: uh, was it what is it? Taj Jersey City. Uh,
0: Jersey City State College.
3: Yes, that's where they're playing the games, right?
1: Okay, that'll be a little bit of a different look. Um, you guys have obviously never played them. There, Taj. Um, I imagine between high school and AAU ball and of course your time in the Mac against them, you know, some of these St.
2: Peter's players, can you give us a scatter report on any of them that, you know, particularly well? Um, well, I know Doug Edder really well. He, we were uh, high school teammates for two years of course, yeah. at Bergen. And, um, he's a really, really good shooter, always hunting shots. And, uh, other guys like Daryl Banks is a good player and, um, Matthew Lee's a good guard and Defu's obviously the uh, returning defensive player of the year and six man of the year. It's going to be, it's going to be a good game.
1: Looking forward to it. Uh, I asked, uh, th- I asked coach,
2: what about the particular
1: challenges uh, that St. Peter's collectively as a team presents Fairfield? What about you? What about the uh, specific matchups in that game? What, uh, what does St. Peter's
2: do well that, you know, you got to counteract on Friday and Saturday. Um, us as guards, like we have to really defend really well and be locked in and focused on the defensive end. Because um, I think a lot of what their uh, what their game is as a team is their guard play with Banks, Edert, and um, Matthew Lee. So uh, I think us as guards, we really got to bring it on the defensive end. And coach, is the uh, usual uh, roundup here of.
1: Um... Injuries slash recovery time for uh John Kelly and uh, Jason Itapayi, who again he's fine now but just trying to get back into game shape. But how close is Jason to maybe getting some time and how's John coming along?
3: John started some non uh, contact stuff in practice this week, so he's he's uh, done a very a little, a uh, few of the drills, and and obviously he's still a way away from playing. Uh, he can't have any contact uh, yet. Um, Jason, we can put in a game. Um, I, I don't know for how long he could get into the game, and and just there's some guys in front of him obviously right now, so it's also a numbers crunch at the front court Uh we're playing about five guys in that spot because we moved you know Zeus down there uh, primarily to the four spot, but we could certainly put him in a game and uh, you know see how long I don't know how long he could go. Probably wouldn't be for that for that long of a time still, but uh, we he could certainly be ready to check in and. And Cal is is out um, just kind of indefinitely with the shoulder.
1: Okay. And Joe, as always, anything else that you want to add? I do know there was, unfortunately, another uh, longtime uh, Stag fan that we have lost uh, since the last time we spoke. Uh, So I know you want to make a mention there. And anything else you want to add here as we wrap things
0: up? That's it, Bob. I think, um, you know, Fairfield's always been about family. I've been around Fairfield basketball for over 40 years. And you know, you get close to people because that's the way it is. And um, a lot of people who um, go to games, uh, especially at Webster Bank, um, would recognize a gentleman that sold beer, Howie the Beer Man, Howard Burroughs. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away on the 29th. And it was a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. He always, uh, in passing, coming to games or leaving the arena, he'd always stop and talk about the games, we're talking about baseball. I know he was a big baseball fan, he's a big Met fan, but um, good guy, we'll certainly, uh, we miss him, and I know we'll miss him even more next year when we're we're back at uh, Webster Bank.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I can attest to the fact that Howie was a great guy, uh, knew him very well, and Fairfield fans definitely would know Howie if they have been to even just a few games at Webster Bank. Uh, he he referred to himself as Howie the beer man, and unfortunately we lost him at the age of 74, but um, we move on. And uh, Taj, I wanted to thank you for your time here. We hope to have you uh, on uh, somewhere else down the line here as this Fairfield season uh, appears to be back on the right track. Hope uh, you can keep it going this weekend in Jersey City. Thanks for the time. Thank you for having me. Coach, uh, thank you very much. Look forward to doing it again next week. Good luck this weekend in Jersey City.
3: All right, thank you guys, appreciate it.
1: Okay. And that'll do it for this edition of Open Court with Jay Young. Next week, the max season continues. There will be games against St. Peter's to talk about and games against Marist to preview. That'll be coming up next time around on Open Court. So for Jay Young and the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis, I'm Bob Hussler. Thanks very much for listening
0: to Open Court. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.